another edition of Flea Market Fantasy, the world's second greatest Bronze Age era comic book podcast. Joining me as always is new Mike L, Kevin Jank. For the love of God, won't somebody tell me if California is sinking or not? That's all I want to know. <laughs> is California sinking? That's the question asked in uh, this week's issue. Yeah. Aquaman 53 from 1970. And I believe the creators here are uh, Steve Skeets is the writer and Jim Aparo is the artist. And Wait, that question asked a lot. It's used more yeah. like than the thing says it's clobbering time in any probably three issues of Fantastic Four. <laughs> it's like on the cover. I think it's the title of the issue. And it's uh, again brought back at the end of the issue. It's never answered. Nope. And there's really no uh, reason why it's framed this way at all, really, because. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it was all a trick, but. <laughs> What I don't know what the framing device has to do with it because that was not a trick. So I don't know. Yeah, none of that. Ha- but we'll get into that in a minute. But uh, before <laughs> we get into the Aquaman, let's remind everybody if you're watching us on YouTube, please like and subscribe. I think we picked up a couple subscribers. I believe we're up to 129 now. So uh, inching ever closer to the magical mark of 500, <laughs> which seems yeah. unlikely it'll ever happen. Someday. I'll be honest. <laughs> I'm getting tired. You know, I'm just getting tired. <laughs> just in general. Oh, no. <laughs> just of life. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired, boss. So I don't know. We'll see. But uh, Aquaman, that's uh, got a new movie coming out, right, Jank? New Aquaman. Yeah. I'm sure everyone's excited. Even though did I think the box office tracking one? has been terrible. But <laughs> um, I actually did not. No. I know that one yeah, did pretty well, like surprisingly well, but I never saw it. Really just didn't have any interest. I know it stars a guy that looks like Roman Reigns. Yeah. That's all I know about. Yeah, Jason Momoa. That's all I know. Unless there's <laughs> a wrestling connection, I don't know anything. So uh Mr. Lisa Bonet. <laughs> oh, is that who that is? <laughs> all yeah. right. So anyway, uh Aquaman, the comic book, he was one of Mike L's favorites. And uh we did oh, uh, an Aquaman issue uh back uh, a couple of years back where we did the whole history of Aquaman and everything. So, yeah, we're not going to do all that again. But let's just. Uh, it have to do with like the Aqua Baby getting kidnapped or something like that. Aqua Baby died, <laughs> I think, right? Or, or no. Oh, he shit. Get... <laughs> well, I think he, he got kidnapped. Because or... uh, remember, Aquaman had to fight Aqua Lad or something to the death. Yeah. Because Aqua Baby was in a bubble or something. It's all very weird. <laughs> but uh, so Aquaman, do you know his real name or his alter ego or whatever? His other name? Arthur Curry. That's right, Arthur Curry. Yeah. Strange. How do you know that? (laughs) I mean, I know some basics. (laughs) His favorite food. He's one of the mainstays of DC's, you know, Justice League. You got to at least know their their identities. I don't know his likes and dislikes or turn-ons or anything. Well, well, here's one for you. His favorite food. Fish fish sticks. That's odd, right? You don't think (laughs) that's very odd. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. His uh, first appearance, More Fun Comics, issue 73, 1941, created by Mort Weisinger and Paul Norris. And he is the son of a human lighthouse keeper and the queen of Atlantis. So, again, a very similar backstory to Namor. Very yes. similar. Yeah. Yes. It's Although Namor, recent. was Namor a human lady and an Atlantean fella? Mm, that could be. That sounds more right. Yeah, I can't remember. But anyway. All right, so uh, his run in More Fun Comics lasted until issue 107 in 1946, and that's when all superheroes got replaced by humor stories, and Aquaman was moved to Adventure Comics in that same year with issue 103, and he continued to run there for uh, 15 years, being one of the few superheroes to be published throughout the 1950s, because usually the superheroes went away there for a while. Mm -hmm. Not Aquaman. He was under the sea, so they forgot about him. (laughs) And they just uh, <laughs> kept running them. And in 1961, he had a four-issue run in Showcase, issues 30 through 33. And this marked the first time Aquaman was ever featured on a cover. And I guess in those other books, he was just a backup story or whatever. And uh, the Aquaman backup features in Adventure Comics ended with issue 284. And then they moved to Detective Comics with issue 293. And that lasted until issue 300. And then Aquaman got his first solo series in 1961. And that's what we're reading here today. And it lasted 56 issues until 1971. 
So we're right wow. at the end of this one. And there's a three-year hiatus. Aquaman went away for a while. The world just said, all right, we've had enough Aquaman now. Go away. <laughs> but then he came back in the pages of Adventure Comics. And then uh, he, this series picked up its numbering. And it ran uh, with uh, issue 57. And it ran, I think, into only 63 or so. And then it died. And then he went back to Adventure Comics. And that was basically the pattern for the rest of his existence. He would he would start in Adventure Comics. He'd get a series. It would run like 10, 12 issues, get canceled. Then he'd come back. It wasn't until, like, uh, I think there he had a pretty significant run in, like, the late 90s, early 2000s, where he had her, his own run, his own series again. But there were wow, several. so weird. You would think he, yeah. he would have his own series. Like, he seems like one of the big ones, the big guns over there. So Yeah, there were a few failed attempts to give him his own series, and they never really lasted. So. Because at some point, people were just like, he talks to fish. Yeah, yeah he does. Like, the fish do all the work. I know. <laughs> Who's this guy? He's a he's a, uh, a slave master of fish. Yeah. No one he's wants to see that. Yeah. So, all right, uh, what else do we need to know about the people in this book? Uh, Black Manta. This is yeah. one of his... Oh, I what was a, a villain. I was on the <laughs> yeah. edge of my seat the whole time. I was time. very disappointed in Black Manta in this book. We'll get into it. But when I was growing up, you know, uh, those uh, Super Friends shows, you know, and the Legion of Doom and uh, all those cartoons, you know? And Black yeah. Manta was cool as hell. I always loved Black Manta. Just He's got awesome. a great look. The helmet is so cool. Yeah. And, you know, like, I'll be honest, growing up, I didn't even realize that was a helmet. I just thought that was, like, an alien, an alien dude or a robot <laughs> dude or something. You know, he, he looks awesome. <laughs> but I guess it's, like, a, a breathing apparatus-type deep diver helmet, right? Is that what's going on there? Yep. Yeah. So. He doesn't breathe water or anything, does he? He is just the normal man under there? Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. just a normal fella. And uh might be a little racist, but I, I believe he's a he's an African American fella. So they call him Black Man. Yeah. What's going on there? That's a little I don't know. But uh the time. His first appearance was Aquaman thirty five, nineteen sixty seven, created by Bob Haney and Nick Cardi. So this is one of the earlier appearances of Black Manta. Now, again, like DC, he all these characters have so many backstories that it's confusing yeah. and reading. But the thing with Black Manta, oddly enough, is they never really broke, got into his origin at all until like the 90s, so post-crisis. And even then, he has multiple origins. So it's like, what are you doing, DC? What are you doing? <laughs> oh, boy. Like, even in just the 90s, are we talking about that New 52 and all that stuff? When they yeah, started that, giving him more? All right, yeah, maybe that's what happened. Maybe they gave him another. Yeah. But he has multiple origins. And I don't think he's revealed to be black until like maybe the 2000s. Like, I don't know if he ah. ever took his helmet off or anything. <laughs> that's that's an interesting move. I, I like that. Or maybe it was the 90s. I don't know. But anyway, oh, uh, earlier, like in the early run, it was just thought of that he was some uh, mercenary treasure hunter kind of guy going through the deep sea. And he, and he hated Aquaman, just wanted to kill Aquaman. So I think his first origin was that he was a child who was kidnapped and was forced to serve on a pirate ship. Because, <laughs> you know, those pirate <laughs> ships are popular. And uh, while he was there on the pirate ship, he saw Aquaman one day out jumping around with his dolphin buddies, you know, having fun, <laughs> a real fun time out there in the ocean. And he was like wave, trying to wave to Aquaman like, hey, save me, Aquaman. I'm trapped here by some filthy pirates. And Aquaman just kept frolicking around with his dolphin pals. And so, <laughs> so he became bitter towards Aquaman. <laughs> You know what? I'm kind of on his side. That was a dick yeah. move, Aquaman. <laughs> Maybe quit playing grab ass and go save this kid. Yeah, go save Black Manta. Well, yeah, Black Manta's great. It's just like an all-black outfit, kind of like a manta ray is, I guess, what they're going for, right? And he's got, like, a big black diving helmet with big red eyes on it. And uh, he's mm -hmm. just awesome. Big fan of Black Manta. Yeah. You could use, like, a big, you know, cape or something. No, that'd be like, tough to swim in. A cape. You can't be swimming. <laughs> well, you know, maybe like a hang glider type thing. <laughs> oh, I guess you're saying, yeah, the mantas, manta rays have yeah. to Yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. But, uh, I don't know. I'll be, but again, in this issue, tough to be a fan of Black Manta. Really? Yeah. Is. <laughs> kind of a jobber. This is pretty <laughs> embarrassing. 
for Black Manta in this issue. Yeah, he's pretty much used in this issue like uh, they did in Ultimate Spider-Man, like how they use the, sh- the shocker, where it'd just be like every once in a while he's out there like robbing a bank and Spider-Man just easily punches him in the face and like it's over <laughs> in one second. And then it just keeps happening over and over again. Uh, but is Spider-Man ever just twist the shocker's arm to get information? Because that's basically what happens in this. He just, yeah, it's like squeak like a mouse. Squeak like, oh, anyway. like a mouse. All right, there's uh, also an evil organization called OGRE. And that's an acronym that stands for Organization for General Ruthlessness and Enslavement. <laughs> that's pretty uh, great. Yeah, I'd like to see the uh, the letter carrier that has to deliver mm-hmm. their mail. <laughs> and then our first appearance was in Aquaman 26, 1966, uh, also created by Bob Haney and Nick Hardy. And this here book we're reading today was their final appearance. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, they yeah. did kind of, yeah, we said at the end, like, oh, <laughs> we're going to get them. But that seems like a very inauspicious end to this organization. Yes. Off panel. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Took them down. <laughs> There's a lot of weird things about this book. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's Ogre. And we mentioned the creators. We've talked about them both many times on the show, at least a few times, at least. Steve Skeets. Uh, born 1943, started out as Stanley's assistant editor in 1965. So he's a 22-year-old fellow, and he's a Stanley's right-hand man. And he had 192 writing credits at D.C., and he wrote Aquaman 40 to 56, 1968 to 71, and he wrote a lot of Plastic Man in the 70s. He also co-created Hawk and Dove with Steve Ditko. Oh, yeah, of course. You, you picked <laughs> Hawk and Dove. I sure did. That was me. That was your fault. Uh, Jim Aparo, born 1932, 468 penciling credits at DC. He drew Aquaman uh, 40 through 56 in the initial run. And then, like I said, when they brought it back for a little bit, he also did uh, up to issue 59. And then he did Brave and the Bold, a bunch of those. That's that's where we first encountered on this show. I think episode two of this year's podcast. We did a Brave and a Bold, like Al picked, and Jim O'Carro drew it. And uh, Detective Comics and a lot of Batman. He did a very famous okay. Batman story. Do you remember which one he did? Death in the Family, right? That's right, De- Death in the Family. Yeah, he also did some Nightfall, I guess, too, as well, right? But uh, okay. Death in the Family is what he's known for the most. When uh, Robin died. Yep, shame. So, uh... <laughs> so <loved. laughs> Any other memories of Steve Skeets or Jim Aparo, Jack? Uh, no, I know Jim Aparo did a lot of Batman, so yeah. I'm sure I've seen a bunch of it back in the day. Yeah, a lot, but, of Batman, yeah. a lot of Batman. Good on him. Well, now you always think of them and you ask yourself, <laughs> is California sinking? Because that's the question <laughs> that's asked on the cover of this book, Jack. And why don't you describe it for the people? Okay, so it actually is a pretty cool-looking cover. I do like yeah, the so I, uh, I, look of this cover. I think the artist here is Nick Cardi. So, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh, we got a little DC logo in the the upper left there, and then the corner box and everything is kind of on the right side. We got 15 cents, so not too not too shabby. The Aquaman <laughs> logo is kind of off kilter a little bit, um, and it looks very very cartoony and kind of like. Like the letters are fish almost. It's uh, it's quite the look. Um, and then we got it's just again a black background with uh, a city in the in the background, kind of tilting, going into the water there. And it says, "Is California sinking?" And in the front, uh, we got Aquaman, kind of outside of the water, mostly uh, trying to hold up, uh, grab a lady's hand and pull her out of there. And I mean, while there's a fella a little bit behind her, who's just dead. Yeah. <laughs> Aquaman doesn't have time for him. He's only yeah, here to save the sexy yeah. Yeah, Save the sexy girl in the short dress. Everyone else, dead. But there's a, <laughs> yeah, so like the bottom third of the cover is like underwater. And yeah. Aquaman's on top in the land. It's a really well-drawn cover. I like it a lot. And again, this is 1970. And the black sky. And, uh, yeah, the Aquaman logo is in red and yellow, so it's contrasting against the black and everything. And, and, I, and then the big question is asked, is California sinking? Yep. Sorry, Jake, <laughs> when you see this cover, what are you expecting in this book? I mean, the Poseidon event, adventure of uh, comic books. <laughs> Just things upside down, 
All off kilter, everything going haywire. California is sinking into the ocean. Aquaman yes. has to stop it. He has to save it. Son. But none of that happens at all. <laughs> There's nothing. <laughs> He's got to rally all the fish. Ever, hey, go fish everybody out of the water. Like, everybody grab a fish. We'll pull you to the surface. No, nope, nothing like that. <laughs> everybody grab a fish. <laughs> and uh, we should mention again, this is 1970. Now, this show is technically a Bronze Age era comic book podcast. We do books from 70s and 80s. But technically, the Bronze Age doesn't span all 20 years there. You know, so really, the Bronze Age doesn't start, I think, until like a year and a half after this or so. Mm-hmm. With that famous uh, Green Arrow, Green Lantern drug story, right? That's technically usually considered the first issue. Yeah, I think Mike L tried to say that that's Superman. <laughs> no, Mike L is full of crap. <laughs> Mike Gale became like a TV reporter <laughs> instead of a newspaper man. Yeah, Mike Gale, that may have been when Superman entered the Bronze Age, but that was not the start of the Bronze Age. So, uh, but anyway, because in the Bronze Age, more serious topics, more uh, hard-hitting stories. So you can tell even in this book, there's a slight difference in tone, right, from what we normally read, I would say. Seems more... Well, I mean, it seems like this was still what DC was doing into like the early 80s. That is, that from is a lot true. of the books we've read, so... That is true. <laughs> Yeah, it's weird how DC started the Bronze Age, but then they uh, kind of left it alone for a while, <laughs> and then Marvel took it over. But yep. so yeah, this book isn't a little weird in that way. So we open it up though, Jank, after we get that nice cover, and we get a splash page. And again, DC was famous for having a splash page like kind of summarize the story, but it mm-hmm. wasn't like you, the story want to continue from it. You know, it's just kind of like a a, a one shot deal for the splash page. So this one, we get like six panels of an office scene of a secretary typing away at her uh, little uh, typewriter there. And she's so distracted, she doesn't even realize that the office is filling with water. And now she's she's like drowning in water. Yeah, the whole office is filling water. Love. <laughs> but again, this does not happen anywhere <laughs> in the book. <laughs> but it is literally a splash page because there's a lot of splashing involved. <laughs> splashing going on. <laughs> But it's just the symbolic thing of maybe what could happen, you know? If yeah, California it's very were to strange. Because, yeah, they bring it up again at the end. They show this lady again, and it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, is this happening or not? Yeah, it, it did not, I guess. So then we open it up again, and we see another splash page, this one of, like, a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks kind of like Golden Gate Bridge, kind of. Yeah, yeah, and it's spanning the uh, Pacific there, I guess. And it says, is California sinking? <laughs> yeah. It says it's produced by S.A.G. So I yeah, guess I saw that. Skeets, A is Aparo, and I'm, I'm not sure what G would stand for there. Because okay. th- th- this book doesn't have, like, uh, this is 1970, really. They weren't doing a lot of, like, create at the beginning of books. They wanted to list the creators. So. That's a weird move. Yeah. So, but, like that. Uh, all right. So, Jake, why don't you uh, tell us where we go from here? We open up. Oh, there's a rich guy in his. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> his rich pal- palatial California estate. It's very spacious. Uh, a guy named Elliot Harlington. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this has got to be some kind of a play on Harlan Ellison, right? It is. Elliot Harlinson. Yeah, it is. And this guy's popped up, I guess, in a, an issue as Justice League or so. But yeah, they based it on Harlan Ellison, who also uh-huh. was, he was a big comic book fan and he wrote some comics. But, uh, this Harlan Ellison fellow, he's a famous writer, uh, sci-fi, some mystery, I guess. I never read any of his stuff, but, um, I guess he re- used to write into the letters pages all the time to comic books. So. Oh, look at that. Yeah. I believe, uh, recently when they were doing Batman 66 comics, they did like, uh, a lost episode that was never filmed that I believe Harlan Ellison wrote. Uh, featuring oh, okay. Two-Face. Oh, nice. Um, so, yeah, that was, that was cool. <laughs> yeah, so he's a big comic. So, yeah, this guy is based on him. And he, he's like a slightly overweight older guy with a really short uh, white hair in this book. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know if that's what Harlan Ellison looked like, but it's what this guy looks like. And he's got a foxy blonde, like, girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Who's much younger. Yeah, he should be a lot more concerned with her rather than uh, this rich yeah. California state. <laughs> yeah, he loves his house. And he's. All right, go ahead. Take he's it away. Super Jake. rich. Like, I feel like he could easily move the house. Yes. 
But, uh, you know, he's, he's talking to some guy. Uh, he's, he's like, Oh, I, I spent millions on this place. And, uh, the girlfriend's just like, Hey, don't get excited. You got that ulcer. And he's like, you know, why is this happening? And he, the, the guy he's talking to is like some shady guy in like a suit and sunglasses. Uh, he's like, well, the greatest mystics of our age have predicted that soon Atlantis will rise. And when it does, California will sink to the ocean floor. He's like, yes, Oh no. It's the way nature balances itself. You know, if Atlantis rises, California's got to sink. It's just the way it is, yeah. you know? Because Atlantis is definitely the same size as California. <laughs> and he and he tells the guy, he goes, and I'm a scientist, so don't question me, because I'm a scientist. And uh, I have a degree and, in science. And this guy is terrified, and he's not terrified that California is going to sink and millions of people are going to die. He's just worried about his spacious house. He loves his house. <laughs> he keeps describing yep. it as a spacious house. I love it. I can't lose my house. So uh, well, he's like, so, "Well, you could buy an A bomb and make use it to make sure that Atlantis doesn't rise." He's like, "An A bomb?" And he's like, "Oh, you're rich enough. You can buy one, can't you?" He's like, "Yeah, I guess I could." <laughs> this again, much easier than moving your house. <laughs> I'll just go pick up an A bomb on the way home. Yeah. <laughs> Put it in the trunk. We'll drive out. So it's like, all right, I'll buy an A-bomb. And you're telling me if we buy this A-bomb and we blow up Atlantis, that it will not rise, California will not sink, and I will save my spacious house? And he's like, yes, <laughs> that's exactly what will happen. And he's like, okay, sign me up. I'm in. Anything to save my home. <laughs> uh, so now we cut outside and that, that shady guy's walking out and he sees another even shadier looking guy <laughs> he's yeah, got a little pencil thin mustache so you know he's smoking mad. a cigarette he's smoking a dart so you know this he's guy's in trouble yeah. <laughs> and uh, he's like <laughs> we gotta read the dialogue here so he's like how'd it go man groovy Harlan's been bought the story he actually thinks I'm from some scientific committee he's going to buy the bomb <laughs> and these guys are from Ogre, that evil group yep. that uh, favors general ruthlessness and enslavement. <laughs> That's these <laughs> fellas right here. <laughs> yeah, apparently they're very well dressed for a secret criminal organization. Like they don't have crazy green pajamas like Hydra or something like that, or beekeeper <laughs> yeah. suits. They aim. They just wear like dapper suits. Yeah, and little hats, kind of like uh, kind of Don Draperish. Yeah, <laughs> in a way, right back, but like colored. Like, yeah. uh, one's green, one's, like, really very red and, you know, stuff like that. And I like how uh, their whole plan, this ogre group, was, all right, let's just go talk to this millionaire. We'll tell him we're a scientist. Atlantis is sinking. He needs <laughs> to buy an A-bomb. That's our plan. That's the extent of it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's no fancy charts <laughs> or graphs, no no ID or anything. Just walk in, knock on his door, say, hey, I'm a scientist. <laughs> California's thinking. And they're like, oh, my God, what can we do? You got to get an A-bomb. You got to get an A-bomb. <laughs> because Ogre, they hate Aquaman, you know? Yeah. So, but they don't have He's the resources. Born in their side. They don't have the resources to buy an A-bomb. Like, <laughs> they need to get this guy to buy it for them. So. <laughs> That's the plan. Yeah, genius. So again, so California levels. is not sinking at all. There is nothing going on. Like, there's no reasons for that lady's office to be filled with water on that splash page. Nope. <laughs> California <laughs> is not sinking. Not one. <laughs> but, <laughs> all I right. that was supposed to be them telling him, like, this is what's coming. <laughs> I just yeah, picture I a lady in her office, and it fills up with water. So now we cut, this is two weeks later, and the narration tells us that. This scene yeah. you just witnessed took place two weeks ago. Now, as we bring our story up to date, let us join Harlinson and the two men from Ogre, whom we now find on the Florida coast. Yeah, we don't need that, really, for the narration. I don't know if we need that kind of narration. But, yeah, they're on a dock, and they're looking out. Har Harlinson has got a uh, submarine loaded with an A-bomb. And he's ready to go bomb the shit out of Atlantis. That's what he yeah. has to do. When you, and when you're a, uh, you know, wealthy old businessman, of course what you're going to do is get on the sub with your hot girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> you know how people like to do this? This is a mission yeah. for you? 
I have to accompany this mission with my attractive 20 year younger girlfriend. She needs to be coming on the ship with us. All right. So now uh, they're ready to launch their little uh, mission on Atlantis. And then we cut to uh, Aquaman. He's underwater. He's undersea. I guess in the like headquarters down in Atlantis. I don't know. They're inside somewhere. But, uh, but I guess everything's filled with water. So it really doesn't matter if you're inside, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's all water. Yeah. Well, I even have a ship. Uh, but he's like talking over some loudspeaker that's broadcasting out into the waters. And, and he's like, hey, hey, Black Manta, what do you think you're doing down here, buddy? You know? And we see Black Manta. And he's like, <laughs> Black Manta has a scheme too, you know? Yeah. Cause I guess Ogre. Ogre, yeah. Yeah, they were talking about it where, uh, yeah. let's see. But if you must know, the big boys contacted one of Aquaman's old foes, Black Manta. They didn't tell him about the bomb, but they did supply him with a certain weapon with which the fool thinks he can defeat Aquaman. So even they don't believe in Black Manta here. <laughs> it's like, yeah, because ah, the big question was, how are we going to make, how are we going to know that Aquaman's in Atlantis? You know, he could be out, you know, gallivanting around the world with the Justice League or something. And they're like, well, what we're going to do is we're going to pay Black Manta to go down and fight Aquaman. And while he's fighting Aquaman, we're going to bomb Atlantis. So we're going to kill Aquaman, Black Manta, and a whole bunch of fish, right? And Black Manta doesn't know this, so he's getting tricked. But, yeah, they gave him this super-duper deluxe weapon. (laughs) So Black Manta is very uh, confident that he can beat Aquaman now that he has this weapon. Yep. Like, I'll be able to fend them off quite easily with this. Aquaman's like, that, a single weapon against a whole army of fish? Don't yeah, because again, Aquaman doesn't say, I'm going to come out there and beat the hell out of you, Black Manta. He says, I'm going to order my fish to beat you up. <laughs> so Aquaman's a real bullshit. What chair. a lazy sack of shit. <laughs> so Aquaman thinks it over and he's like, hmm, he says he has a weapon that can destroy all my fish friends. Well, you know what? I'll risk it. <laughs> I'll play yeah. his game. I got more where they came from. And if these ones die, guess what? More fish sticks for me. (laughs) So he does his little mind uh, communication, uh, telepathic beams, little uh, circles that pop out of his head. They always show. And he's he's controlling all his fish to attack Black Manta. So all these fish swarm Black Manta. And uh, Black Manta uses his weapon. It's like a little ray gun. And he shoots all the fish. But the fish don't die. It looks like a flamethrower. But yeah, it's really yeah, like underwater flamethrower <laughs> and the fish don't die or anything. They just start uh, swimming away. Yeah. And, and Aquaman is like, what the what? My fish, they're going <laughs> to be broke funny. my mind control over these fish. <laughs> he freed my slaves. What? <laughs> I can't have that. <laughs> so basically, in this story, Black Manta is Abraham Lincoln and Aquaman <laughs> yeah. is the South. And Aquaman is very upset. So he's like, all right, enough of this, Black Manta. So he, uh, he goes, what is that? And Black Manta says, this gun here, it uh, it scrambles uh, their brains or something. Mm-hmm. So it blocks yeah. their telepathic control of the fish. Yeah, because they can't, like, form coherent thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what the studies were like on that. The scientific geniuses that devised this weapon, they had to read the fish's <laughs> thoughts to see if the. Right, anyway, well, I think it's supposed to work on everything. Uh, it just doesn't work on Aquaman because of his, you know, keen mental uh, abilities here. <laughs> yes. So Aquaman says, "All right, you know what? I got to go out there and punch him in the face because my fish can't do it for me, so I got to do it." Yep, I'm going to have to get up off my butt and do something. And how do you feel about, like, Jim Aparo, he's drawing Aquaman very long and lean. Yeah. Very, uh, interesting choice. Interesting Black choice. Manta as well. They're both very long and lean. But I, I don't like, if you look at, go back to that page where Black Manta's standing there holding up the weapon. And, uh, like, Aparo is doing something, and it's on both Aquaman and Black Manta. It's like, it almost looks like they have a bunch of little golf balls over their, in their <laughs> stomach. <laughs> like underneath the costume, like these aren't abs; yeah. they're just like random shapes. <laughs> <laughs> they have Rorschach tests on their uh, their abdomen. Yeah, I don't know what he was going for there, but it, it doesn't work. <laughs> All right, so Aquaman flies out to confront Black Manta, and now we cut. We see the submarine with uh, Harlinson and uh, his submarine captain guy, and it, yeah, like you said, his girlfriend is there. 
And uh, Harlinson doesn't even, like, dress up in, like, a submarine commander outfit or anything. She's wearing a normal shirt and uh, pants. And he's <laughs> bossing them around. And they're like, all right, we got to blow up Atlantis. Get ready. Now we come back to Aquaman, and he's going in to fight uh, Black Manta. But Black Manta's like, you idiot. I got this weapon that can scramble your brain. You're powerless against me. So he shoots it at Aquaman. But, Jake, what happens? Well, he just keeps on going swimming. Swims right at him still and punches him right in the face. Because <laughs> you can't you can't uh, scramble Aquaman's mind. You know? Yeah, he's too busy controlling everybody else's mind. He's got a, yes. a steel will. <laughs> so he just starts beating the hell out of Black Manta. And again, look at all those little like what's going on there at the ribs, their abs, and even Aquaman's back. He's got yeah, the, the same back thing too. Happened. Yeah, I don't know what that's hideously scarred. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like either Jim Aparo at this point in his career had no concept of human anatomy and he thought that was a thing that happened but, um, so Aquaman he just grabs a black man and he just twists his arm behind his back and he's like call your men off or you'll be minus one arm and, and uh, Black Manta what a little wimp this guy is he just yeah. uh, and then Aqualad says don't worry we already got the guys uh, yeah Aqualad and his pals already that's a lot. A lot of that happens in this book where yeah. things that would seem to be uh, fun to watch already happened. <laughs> and they just yep. tell you that it happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Aqualad, I guess that. you're useful, but I don't know. I haven't seen proof. So. So uh, now that we see a, uh, the submarine, it's getting closer there. You know, we're finally getting close to Atlantis. And then uh, Aquaman says, I don't wish to hold you, Manta. So I suggest you gather your men together and get out of here as quickly as possible. I'll keep this here weapon safe for uh, I'll keep this weapon here for safety's sake. And uh, Black Man is like, no, this can't be happening. They said I'd have nothing to worry about. Aqualad, hold this weapon. And, and then he's like, they? Who are you You talking about? Was someone in on this with you? And uh, Aquaman gets pissed about this. Like, he's so <laughs> outraged. Like, just a yeah. second ago, he was just going to let Black Man to go. You know, he's just going to let go. Wait, someone was in this with you? How dare you, Black Manta? And he, he like, grabs his air hoses and stuff, and he's, like, yanking them. And, yep. and then he just starts smacking Black Manta around like a pimp smacks yeah. a whore. Just like, where's my yeah, money? Just, Bang. Just in the old Hank Pym. <laughs> yeah, he's just smacking him around. And Black Manta is just rolling over, telling him everything he can, you know? So don't smack me anymore, Uncle Man. I, I can't tell you. An organization called Ogre. What else do you want to know? I am so disappointed in Black Manta. <laughs> I thought he was yeah. a badass. He is a gutless little weasel, this Black Manta. He's ten ply. <laughs> Hawkman just smacking him around. And so, yeah, he spills his guts. Now, Aquaman, he has to leap into action. So what, what he decided, again, look at the back of Aquaman there when he slapped it. What's going on, Jim Aparo? I don't understand. <laughs> like, uh. Yeah, very, it's topographical. Yes. I don't know what's <laughs> happening in Black Manta. Anyway, so Aquaman says, all right, Aqualad, you stay here and guard Black Manta. I gotta go find out who these other people are, these ogres. So Aquaman's idea is to just swim around the ocean. Like he has no he has no tips like oh yeah they're coming to bomb Atlantis nothing like that just nope. uh, yeah I work for this group oh and he's like I want to go swim around the ocean to see if anything's out of the ordinary you know I'm just gonna keep an eye out on this ocean so that's what he does I was definitely if I was him I would start with Atlantis like <laughs> there's not much else down here that would really be of value so uh, so but again would you leave uh, Black Manta you're being guarded by Aqualad really Black Manta when you go back yeah. to the Legion of Doom do you really want to tell Solomon Grundy and Lex Luthor and all your pals that yeah Aquaman slapped me around and then uh, Aqualad held me hostage really? he the boy <laughs> come on uh, that's pretty embarrassing what yeah. are you doing Black Manta <laughs> this is horrible he really invested a lot in that gun and really had no other backup plan <laughs> <laughs> so now we cut back to the surface world and we see the two guys from Ogre and they're just sitting on the dock and they're like, why are we even here? Like, why, why don't we just go home? And they're like, no, we, we have to wait here to make sure that Harlinson doesn't chicken out. We, we got to wait sure there's a big explosion. We have to make sure <laughs> that there's an A-bomb going off somewhere in the ocean. 
<laughs> we have to make sure. So while they're there, though, Jank, uh, who pops up? Uh, some government agents pop up, and they start shooting at him. There's a big shootout. Everybody's shooting uh, every direction. Um, uh, they uh, One of them shoots one of the, the bad guys, and he's like, got him. That's one down. The other guy's like, good work. The president would be proud of you. <laughs> that was very <laughs> Very useful. <laughs> you got to give your partner some affirmation. <laughs> otherwise, they'll crumble. <laughs> so these ogre guys, they also uh, they also just start singing like canaries, right? Uh, well, you made your move too late, Fuzz. You may have caught up to us, but this can't. But you can't stop the plan. It's too late for that. Any second now, all of Atlantis will be destroyed, and Aquaman will be finished too. And baby, you just ain't going to be able to do a thing about it. Yeah, these two uh, bad guys from Ogre, they call each other baby a lot. Yeah. I guess Very that was strange. just slang of the day <laughs> and not an indication of a, you know, a deeper personal yeah. relationship. But so now we, cut, now we cut under the ocean again and we see Aquaman swimming after the uh, the sub. And uh, he's again, Aquaman can't do it himself. So he has to use his mental powers. He, uh, he calls up a uh, big giant squid. Yeah, giant squid. <laughs> the squid goes to leaps into action, and he uh, he tackles the sub there, and he's just holding on to the sub with his squid arms. You know, <laughs> it's pretty great. It's a good panel. And Harlinson in the sub, he's like, "Hey, get, let's get us out of here," you know. And uh, and the ca- captain's like, "I can't do anything. There's a giant squid holding us. What do you want me to do? <laughs> Look at the size of that squid. I can't do anything." <laughs> What part of giant squid did you not understand? <laughs> but Harlinson is so angry, he's going into like a little fit there, and he backs up into a lever, and he hits some lever by accident, and the captain's like, oh my god, what'd you do? Don't hit that lever. And he's like, what? He's like, well, that drops the atomic bomb. So he <laughs> dropped the bomb out of the bottom of the sub. And, I like that uh, one, uh, as, they're, as they're having their fight, uh, Harlinson says, you act like you don't care what happens to my beautiful, spacious home. (laughs) My beautiful, spacious home. We have to save my beautiful, spacious home. (laughs) So the bomb goes out of the bottom of the submarine. Aquaman's just swimming by. He's hmm. Looks like a bomb dropping out of that submarine. It looks like an (laughs) angel. I better do something. I guess I should get over there. Yeah, like, this is where it confuses me. Like, you've got a giant squid right there. How about you just go, (laughs) make the giant squid grab it with one of his tentacles? (laughs) Have him eat the A-bomb. You don't care what happens to the squid. (laughs) What do you care? Just another one of your slaves. So uh, he's going to swim after the A-bomb to do something to it. I don't know. What's he going to do? You're Aquaman. What are you going to do with the A-bomb? He's like, I got to get it in time. And he's swimming after it, but he can't get there, Jank. And we see the A-bomb bounce along the bottom of the ocean, and uh, <laughs> it, do- it doesn't detonate. It doesn't go off. Nope. <laughs> Not a- there was nothing in this thing. Just a shell, I guess. <laughs> and, I don't no nuke. They didn't even put a bomb in it. And the, old, uh, the captain there in the submarine's like, I guess it was a dud. And Harlan said, a dud? How dare they give me a dud? I paid good money for that A-bomb. Even though, <laughs> even though if the A-bomb goes off, they're dead. But he's like, I don't care. I paid good money for that A-bomb. And uh, and his girlfriend's like, oh, come on, Elliot. Will you please just call it? But he's flipping out. He wanted his that A-bomb to go off and kill them all. And uh, when we switch around here, or when we switch pages, we see, like, uh, DC is asking their uh, their readers like a survey. Yeah. Like like back in 1970, this is how you did those annoying online surveys. You you just uh, put it into the comic book and you told the kids to cut it out of the comic book and mail it back. <laughs> so, yeah, probably not the smartest idea. <laughs> but they're asking them a bunch of questions like I got this comic at check one supermarket or chain store, newsstand, gift shop dash stationery store, drugstore. From a friend, parentheses, or enemy, <laughs> other. And there's a line you can fill it in. How many people do you think were buying comic books at stationery stores? Do you think that was a... Uh, I'm going to guess not too many. I mean, not did your parents one. buy it for you, or did you get it yourself? How many comics do you buy a month? What did you do with your free time last week? That's a little personal. Where do your parents uh, keep their valuables? 
<laughs> what time are your parents home? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a dog <laughs> or any of the at the house? <laughs> Uh, when do you watch TV the most? What TV programs do you like? Man, it's like two pages of questions. DC, mind your own damn business. What are your two favorites at breakfast? What do you care? <laughs> Comics you have Aquaman bacon. Comics have helped me in check one: English and spelling, reading, science, history, or current events. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, comic books really help me in science. They really taught me a lot. Well, at least they didn't put math on there. Then it'd be like, well, definitely no one's ever learned math from comic books. <laughs> what do you think of the ads in this comic? In the comic mags, they call them. I, I like to read them most of the time. I don't read them. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, this is uh, quite the survey here from DC. All right, so now we get an epilogue, Jank, and we see Aquaman up on the dock with uh, the feds. Aqualad's there as well. Because Aquaman likes to hang out with the little boys, I guess. And just like Batman, that was a thing at DC. Every year I'd hang out with the little yeah, boys. Everybody had to have a teen sidekick. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so the, the, he's talking to the feds, you know, and he's like, hey, hey there, feds. What's going on? And he's like, hey, not much, not much, Aquaman. But hey, we tracked down Ogre. We found their secret, secret headquarters, and we'll mop them up anytime now. Don't you worry about Ogre anymore. So that's the end of Ogre. Yeah, this long-running plot line has just been solved off off panel. Great. <laughs> and the throwaway <laughs> comment by some unknown federal agent. It's, this guy doesn't even have yeah. a name, you know? It's just some federal <laughs> agent. This wasn't – none of this was about locating Ogre's secret headquarters. That was never no. something that was shown. Like, that was not no. part of this. <laughs> In fact, uh, these feds say, yeah, we've been watching them for a while – and uh, that that a bomb, it wasn't just a dud by accident. We we actually had one of our uh, agents inside, and that's that hot blonde girlfriend of uh, Elliot Harlinson. It was actually a Fed. She was an undercover agent, and she it was her job to uh, have sex with <laughs> Elliot Harlinson for months. <laughs> <laughs> so well, she's getting hazard pay. <laughs> <laughs> because I guess they just knew that Ogre would approach him at some point in time. So they said, all right, uh, what's her name? Honey, right? Her name is Honey, I think. Yeah. Um, and they're like, all right, honey, you got to uh, you got to go uh, sleep with Har- Elliot Harlinson for a very long time. Just on the <laughs> off chance that one of these ogre guys are going to show up and tell them that they're scientists and that Atlantis is rising and California sinking and they need an A-bomb. Are you good? Are you cool with that? Yeah, I guess. All right. <laughs> Hopefully they showed the part, up like the next day. <laughs> yeah. The part that really makes no sense then is why did they even go on the submarine? Like once they saw those guys at the dock, that's when you arrest them you and wanted, take them in. And <laughs> we wouldn't have had an issue. Otherwise, you had to have an issue. But yeah, they knew that they uh, that Ellison was going to go by or Harlan, whatever his name is in this, Harlinson, was going to go by an A-bomb. So they uh, they sold him a dud A-bomb. They sold him a fake A-bomb. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, it, none of it makes any sense. Because, <laughs> really, uh, why, why is Aquaman even in this book? What does he do? Yeah, it's very unsatisfying. I guess he beat the hell out of Black Manta, but that seems yeah, very smack, easy, so. <laughs> He made Black Manta his bitch. But other than that, uh, there's really no point to any of this. And... Uh, <laughs> So then Aquaman, he, he didn't take down to... Ogre, just these random, you know, feds did. So he really didn't do a whole lot here. So Aquaman and Aqualad are going to jump back into the old ocean there. And uh, but then he says, hey, hey, the fed guy says, hey, but you still haven't told us what you, what did you do about Black Manta? And he says, we let him go <laughs> the way I figured it. <laughs> knowing it had been used was enough punishment for him. It certainly took his ego down a few pegs. <laughs> I let him go and put him on the street and told him to come back for at least 200 bucks. So I could smack him around again if he doesn't have my money. Uh, so Aquaman's the worst. Mike will love this guy. All right. So, uh, yeah, him and Aqualad just jump in the ocean. They're swimming around. And doesn't Aqualad say something? Oh, he's like, hey, hey, Aquaman, what if Atlantis were to rise to the surface, you know? 
Yeah. What would we do? Would that really sink California? Because if it were, if it does rise, what do we do? Uh, our people will our people be able to adjust to becoming air breathing, to becoming surface dwellers? And then Aquaman says, "I don't know, but I want to worry about it now." Most predictions say it won't be until way after the year two thousand that Atlantis will reach. <laughs> so we have plenty yeah. of time to make plans. <laughs> Oof! Yeah, <laughs> the far flung future of two thousand. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, we are so old, Jay. We are now twenty three years past that. Still no Atlantis. Still no nope. Atlantis. <laughs> this should have been a storyline. They should have followed up in DC. I know. <laughs> so then our story's done, but now we get another little uh half a page panel of a call back to the first uh page of the, the typist uh secretary typing away in her office filling up with water and now she's underwater, blub blub. And it says, and so our story ends. Yet, one question remains unanswered. Is California sinking? <laughs> no, I guess it's not, apparently. Like, it, that's never discussed at all in this book. Besides no. the one idea, it will sink if it lands. But, yeah, you think they would have done something to, like, I don't know. It's like flood an office building or something. <laughs> I don't know. Just these right. At least, right. Something. Something maybe that was part of their plan to reel in Harlan Ellison yeah. or whatever his name is. Uh Elliot Harlinson. Yeah, I could see that. But no, it was just a complete fantasy, I guess. Yeah, this man, this book is interesting. Uh how do you feel about Steve Skeets' writing here, Jank? A lot of stuff happens off panel, a lot of important yeah. things. A lot of Aquaman's <laughs> completely useless, really. He does nothing to stop Ogre, does nothing to stop this. Yeah. Black Manta um, comes across as a complete pushover. Um, yeah. Really, nobody comes out of this looking good, except, I guess, the no. professors. I guess did a good job. But, yes. uh, and then they, even then, they're just like, oh, we let Har- or Elliot Harlinson go because he was just an innocent dupe in all this. He was yeah. willing to bomb Atlantis. <laughs> <laughs> his house. He purchased an, e- an A-bomb yeah. illegally. An illegal A-bomb. Can't, can't let that go. To punish everyone gets let go. Black Manta lets go. Har- Harlison gets let go. I'm sure, they'll probably let Ogre go too at some point. Like, ah, you, you learned your lesson. We took your ego down. You've a been few embarrassed. Minutes. Yeah, <laughs> that's good enough. <laughs> and that poor lady had to be sleeping with uh, Harlison for months just to be undercover. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, this is not good. This is. Yeah, it's full of plot holes and yeah, things that just did not make sense. But I guess it's uh, it kind of qualifies as a good bad comic, right? It's kind of fun and just how terrible it is. Yeah, I'll give it that. <laughs> it had a lot of stupidity, for sure. <laughs> uh, the art by Why? I don't understand. The art by Jim Aparo is interesting at times. Uh, you know, it's pretty good. Not not his best work at all, but uh, I the the way he's doing his figures, making Black Manta and Aquaman all elongated and stuff, it's kind of cool. I don't know. But it's weird looking. I mean, the, uh, the weird ridges aside. Uh, yeah, I don't get what that is. Yeah. yeah. Even Aqualad's got it sometimes, so it's it's everybody. Like, uh, you could have possibly think that's what rib cages look like under skin, right? And what abdominal muscles look like? Like, I wouldn't think so. There's some yeah. panels where it looks like Aquaman, like, you can see his chest hair through his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> like, it looks like there's little swirls up top. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's not his best work. If you can overlook that, it's not yeah. bad. The, the, the stuff mean, of the giant squid was awesome. Yeah, when the giant squid had on, you know, was grabbing onto the submarine, that was great. Yeah. And that one panel where Aquaman punched uh, Black Manta was pretty cool. But overall, it's it's pretty good. But nothing uh, to get too excited. The cover's great. I like the Nick. But again, the uh, it's the old bait and switch it has nothing to do with the book. But you know, whatever. So uh, Aquaman fifty three. Uh, Hey, what do you think, Jank? One out of ten. Huh, I mean, that's tough because, like you said, on a bad comic scale, it's it's kind of fun in just how, like, wrong they went about this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but realistically, I don't think I can give it more than, like, a four. Uh, that, seems, that seems right. Yeah. 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 Like it was not terrible to read or anything like that. It was it was a fun enough time because I was constantly you know flabbergasted at the choices. <laughs> <of it. laughs> yeah, but man, just Black Manta, so disappointed. 
I was looking forward to reading some Black Manta because I thought, oh, this guy's badass. No, nope. this is not what they chose to adapt for the movie. Although in DC, you never think this was. That <laughs> would be so great if this is the movie. And there's just a scene of Aquaman slapping him around. <laughs> but, yeah, so disappointing in Black Manta. All right, so there it is, Aquaman 53 from 1970. Uh, what do you got for us next week, Jack? All right, so next week will be our last episode before Christmas. Oh, uh, no. Another out. Mike L. tradition, Aquaman and Christmas with the superheroes. Is that what yep. we well, there's no, I don't know, I don't have any DC, like, super specials or something this year, unfortunately. Okay. Not even an Elvira I could pull out. But we are going to stick with DC, and we are going to stick with a Christmas issue. Uh, and it's actually a comic book you mentioned earlier this episode. Well, wait a minute. We're talk about one of uh, Michael's other favorite superheroes, Batman. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yep. We've, there's been far too little Batman on this show since Mike L left, so we're going to look at an issue of The Brave and the Bold. Uh, we're going to do issue number 184. Brave and the Bold. And The Huntress. Oh, The Huntress. Nice. Uh, yeah. Didn't we just do something with her in it? I don't think so. Oh, oh no, she wasn't in it, but um, it was that super... Uh, Society of Secret Society of Supervillains, like there was something where she would when I was doing research on it. Oh, she, like she shows up, I think, in one of the issues or something. Yeah. yeah. All right. So Brave and the Bold 184. Do you know what issue this is or what year? Uh, this is from 1982. 1982. And seeing as how it's Christmas and Christmas is a time for, for family. Uh, we should have Cousin Pete next week. Hey, oh, Cousin Pete! Nice. <laughs> yep. You should be back. Last time Cousin Pete was on, he did Green Lantern. Yeah. And, uh, we learned what a big pervert the Green Lantern is. <laughs> so. This one, there might be a little less perversion, but it does have a cover where Batman's <laughs> basically, you know, telling his parents that he's glad they're dead, so. <laughs> <laughs> what? Merry yeah. Christmas, buddy. <laughs> all right well i'll look forward to that brave and the bold 184 from 1982 and once again if uh you're on youtube please like and subscribe we appreciate all the support until next week don't get any jank on you